You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Hear and obey is the title of this devotion. You know, just like speaking is a gift of grace, as the Holy Spirit grants you utterance to speak the words of God, even so hearing is a work of grace and obeying is a work of grace. In other words, He works within you the willingness and ability. It says in Philippians 2.13, He works it in you. He works in you the ability to hear Him, the ability to respond to what you've heard. He reminds you, He stirs you, He yearns in you, He labors in you to bring you into that obedience that He obtained for us. The scripture says in Hebrews 5, in the days of his flesh, he cried with many cries and loud, loud cries and many tears to God who was the only one able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his godly reverence and learned obedience. The humility of Jesus was so real that he had to learn through experience what it means to obey. And his obedience was perfect, not only in the action of fulfilling those things that were spoken of him, but in the nature of his sonship by which he obeyed. It's one thing for you to do what you're told. It's another thing to do it with the right attitude. Virginia can say to me, darling, could you go to the store? And I could have a real bad attitude and say, well, okay, then I'll do it. And give her the feeling, don't ever ask him again, because with that kind of attitude, who wants help? But if I look at her with a sweet smile and say, sure, what can I get for you? Then she gets confidence to ask me again and again. And that is the same true with your Heavenly Father. When He speaks to you, when you hear God speaking, which I talked to you about yesterday, and then you begin to act on that, you give the Father confidence. He can ask you again. He can speak to you again. And that's what Jesus meant there in Matthew 13, that He says to him who has, more will be given. When you take what God's given you into action, then He gives you more and more and more until you have an abundance, as Jesus said. Now listen to this scripture here in Matthew 7, verse 21. We start through verse 27. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. You see that? Not everybody who says, I, Lord, to me will enter heaven, but those who do what the Father's will is. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we've, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You know, friends, I do feel concerned sometimes when men like myself 
practice a lifestyle that they know is contrary to God. And I am by no means sitting here and saying I did it all perfect. But one thing I am so grateful that the Lord Jesus in his mercy kept working in me repentance from behaviors and lifestyles and attitudes that were contrary to him. I want to encourage you, if you're a minister in one way or another, don't live a double lifestyle. Don't preach one thing and practice another. And you may say, okay, pastor, I hear you, and I'm, I'm there, I'm there. I, I know I'm preaching to people to live holy, but I'm watching pornography, and I, and I know that's not right. Then keep coming to Jesus. Keep humbling your heart before him. I guarantee he will cleanse you and wash you white as snow. And he will wash you to the degree where you keep coming to him to stay clean and not because you feel unclean. I used to come to the Lord because I felt unclean. Now I keep coming because I don't ever want to feel unclean again. And I keep being washed because I don't want to be un unholy. Oh, how good it is when you live in that continual cleansing of his blood, the continual work of the Holy Spirit in you, keeping you undefiled and blameless before the Father in his love so that that uncleanness could not gain access again. You couldn't bear it. You run from it, even if it's at a distance from you, because you never want to go back to that evil prison again. So come on, let's live the life that we have the privilege to share with others. Amen. And God will keep growing it in you. And the Lord here, he says, therefore, in verse 24, 24 of Matthew 7, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. The rain descended, the floods came. In other words, troubles do come. And the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. In other words, when you keep putting into practice what God says, you hear and obey, hear and obey, He is building in you a kind of a nature and character of His own that is able to withstand all the wiles of the devil and all the temptations that come along living in this body, in this world. He says, now everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, I will liken him to a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. So it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and others describes. He was not just talking about something, he was manifesting it. It was living in him because he was hearing God and obeying in everything that he is, says and does. He did the will of the Father. I want to encourage you today by the Holy Spirit, hear and obey. And not just any kind of obedience, but obedience in the nature of His Spirit and character, where it is your greatest joy to do the will of your Father, where you weep and cry before Him because you love doing what is pleasing in His sight. You love it. You love to do it, what God says. 
you hunger for it every day and it's not coming out of a nature of failure it's coming out of a nature of love that compels you not to live to please yourself but to live to please him who loved you and gave himself for you Jesus said in John chapter 12 verse 47 if anyone hears my words and does not believe I do not judge him I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me does not and does not receive my words, has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is everlasting life. Therefore, whoever, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. You know, that word that God spoke is alive. It abides and it lives forever, Peter says in 1 Peter 1.23. That word is living and abiding now. Look at the site where you already enjoying the benefit of it in that you are alive unto God, that you can worship Him in spirit and truth. That's the Word alive in you, that you can hear God speaking. That's the Word alive in you. You have the hearing of God. That's the Word alive in you. You're connecting with when His Word is spoken by His Spirit. You connect with it. It connects with you. That means you're being cleansed. That is the Word alive in you. And that word is still active and powerful to help you in the areas where you haven't obeyed yet. And I want to encourage you, go back to the word that God spoke to you that you haven't obeyed yet, where you're not yet in corresponding action to that word, where that word is not manifesting yet in your attitude, in your behavior, in your actions and reactions, in your thoughts, in your ways. Keep coming back to it. That's simply what I do. I, you know, when I felt my life was not wholehearted, oh, I hate, I hate being double-minded. And I know what the Lord said, that the double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways and must not expect he will receive anything from the Lord in James chapter 1. And I hated the guile where I weep with tears of true gratitude and thankfulness for Jesus but then have a way about me that's contrary to him. That to me is guile, that's deception of the, of the carnal nature. And I would cry to him and say, Lord, I hate this guile in me. I hate this dishonesty. I, I love you, but then I don't by my actions and attitudes. And I don't want to live this way. I don't want to be double-minded. I don't want to be unstable in all of my ways. And the Lord would give me this simple scripture. And I find for me, and, and I'm sure the Lord works it in, in, in His way in your life, but he, he just gave me the scripture. Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, 24. And I would pray this and pray this. My whole spirit, soul, and body. And I would pray it and pray it, and then I would get another scripture. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna talk to you from my heart here. I'd get another scripture, and, and it's big time underlined. 
Now also when I'm old and gray-headed, O oh God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength, strength to this generation. Um, that's a good scripture, but that's not the one I meant to read to you. Hold on, hold on, it's coming. Here it is. Here it is. There it is. Oh, 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 that was Psalm 71, which really has helped me. But this is Psalm 86, both the Psalm of David. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart. And I will glorify your name forever. Unite my heart, all my heart. You see, I, I, I was struggling with the guile of my nature, the deceitfulness of my nature. I say I love the Lord, but then my behavior was contrary. And I was not wholehearted. I, I was not fully His. There was still a part of me that loved the world that was worldly. And maybe it was innocent to somebody else, but it was not innocent to me. I know we all find our devotion to God, maybe in measure, but the measure I was able to give to Him was not complete in my spirit. And, and I felt the jealousy of the Spirit in me, yearning and groaning in me for it to be wholehearted and sincere. And the Scripture kept coming, and I would pray it. I pray it, unite my heart. Unite my heart, Lord Jesus. Unite my heart to fear you. Unite, my Lord. Take away this double-mindedness. Take away this half-heartedness. Take away this way of behaving, Lord, that's still not yours, Lord. Lord, you're my maker. I can do nothing of myself. I don't know, Father, how to be perfected, but you know how to perfect me. Oh, Father, I yield to you. Unite my heart to fear your name. Grant me to be wholehearted and sincere before you and know no gal. I don't want to know any gal, Lord. I don't want to know any half-heartedness. I don't want to know any double-mindedness. I only want to know your love for me is perfect. Your love is perfect, Father. Perfect me with that love to be wholehearted and sincere before you without any deceit of nature and character. I tell you the truth. Obedience is a work of grace. It's a work of grace. The Lord will work it in you. He will work it in you. Two things in closing. Jesus says, those who hear me but don't obey me, I don't judge you. But the Lord will by the word that you've heard me. In other words, when you stand before the Lord, you will not be able to deny that you heard him. You'll not be able to deny. That word will be so active in the life in his presence, you know, I didn't do it. I know what he said, but I didn't do it, see? And that word will judge you in the last day. And I, I don't know about you, I don't wanna wait till the last day. I don't want to wait till the last day before I allow my heart to be searched. So listen to this. There's two things in closing. This is one. The Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, it says here in Hebrews 4.12, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents, motivations of the heart. There's no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. 
Don't wait for the last day before you take an account of where your heart is with God. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5, search yourself whether or not you're in the faith, or do you not know that Christ is in you? Take the Word of God daily and pray it and pray it, and let it penetrate the deepest parts of your nature. Let it penetrate the deepest parts of your kidneys, of your motivation and inclination and believe that the blood of Christ is able to go to the deepest part of your nature and perfect your inward nature so that you're not deceitful in your nature but wholehearted to God, that you are not just a hearer but that you are a doer of His Word. And let me give you in closing an example here from Genesis 22 of the kind of nature we're talking about here. And you know it when I say Genesis 22. It says here, And it came to pass after these days, and thank God Abraham here was, oh, I would think 113, 14, 15. Okay? So God gives you time. Don't waste it. Moses said in Psalm 90, Please, Lord, give us a wise heart to be able to know how few our days are. Help us not to waste our days, in other words. Help us to make the most of them. It says also in Philippians, I think, redeeming the time, buying up the time you still have by making the most of it. I want to encourage you, don't wait till the last day before you take note of your heart where you are with God. Come into obedience where you still aren't walking in the fullness of all that God has spoken to you. Pray the scripture. Let the word search your heart. And then watch here what it means when God has perfected the heart in obedience. Look at this heart that God had perfected in obedience. And it came to pass after these days that God tested Abraham and said, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And I think that's the number one obedience spirit. That when God speaks, you hear, and you say, here I am, Lord. My heart is yours. My life is yours. All that I am and all that I have is yours, Lord. I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours. God's cleansed you from the disobedience of the past. He's healed you from the failings of the past. And you can say, here I am, not in guilt and shame, but here I am, I'm yours, Lord. Whatever you say, I'm yours, Lord. I'm here to hear and obey. And the Lord says, take your son, your only son whom you love, and offer him to me. And without hesitation, Abraham did it. He did it instantly. Next morning, three days walking. Oh, it's such a beautiful example of the cross of Calvary. And he comes to the place. And Jesus said, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced in it. He saw the place where Jesus was crucified. He saw the place. He saw it, what God had planned long in the future to fulfill through his seed, not knowing that his seed is Jesus. Jesus is the seed of Abraham, as it says in Galatians. And he offered his son and God spoke and said, now I know that you fear me for you have not withheld. You see, obedience is there's nothing in you that withholds you from doing what God says. Again, obedience is that there's nothing within you that withholds you to do what God says. God is wanting to take away out of your innermost being whatever is withholding you from doing what He says. 
that he can give you the smallest inclination and you obey. He can give you the slightest consciousness of his word and you obey. That everything inside of you is free from any restraints or withholding. It is completely in the life of his presence to do what he says. And that you have this kind of heart that says, my light, my delight, my meat, is to do the will of my Father, as Jesus said in John 4. Now believe, believe this is what the Spirit of grace is working you to be able to hear and obey. Amen. Have a good day.